Hello, nerds! Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. My name is Taylor, and I'll be your host for the evening. I'm going to be taking you down the riverboat of experience that is this show. Also with me is Mike. Here for a long time, not a good time. Ooh, that's I don't like that, because we, we have a time limit. We got to get out of here. Nope. Greg is also with me. I'm going to be the paddle wheel of enthusiasm. That's the attitude. This is why you guys aren't as good as Greg. Also with me is Ryan. Not to get too local with our refies, but out of the four of us, would Taylor make the best? And Greg, you're out because no matter what I say, you're going to say yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm already queued up my yes. I have it like all locked and loaded. Out of the four of us, would Taylor make the best Jungle Cruise tour guide at Disneyland? Yes. Even though I've done it part time, Taylor would be great. Have you really? Uh, you were the My hippo. voice got very high on you that. You came up and I'm you shot excited. people with I did used to go so much to Disneyland that I got to know the Jungle Cruise tour guides. Uh-huh. And then one, uh, when Trader Sam blows his arrows at you, he pretended to die. And then uh, me and a friend looked at each other and we're like, let's just hop on that mic. And he pretended to be dead the whole rest of the ride. Uh-huh. And this is not working for Disneyland part-time. You understand <laughs> that, right? <laughs> we just did the jokes. You said I used to do it part-time. <laughs> yeah. And then the deeper we got into the story, the more clear it was going to be that it was going to be a one-time you Look, kind of did it I'm for gonna a little honest, bit. I'm going to be honest. I have a lot of stories like that. Normally, you guys cut me off so much <laughs> earlier. I didn't no, think I'd get so that. No now you see why. Yeah. Truthful. I have been told by multiple people that I would be do good at that job. And I don't know to be like happy or offended by that because I've never been to Disney World. The one thing is you would have to deal with the crushing repetition of it. You have oh, to deliver no. the same jokes that have been delivered. Many of them have been delivered for like 50 years. And you have to say it like... How like many you times came in a up day? with it off the top here now. 20 nod. times in a day? Like all the jokes about Orientals and colored people. You got those are from the first <laughs> well, round. It's weird. That went through a real journey. They were they were like funny, they were offensive, and now they're pretty funny again. Mag. <laughs> Mag. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different little turns on that where you're like, this is problematic. <laughs> they're basically like being like, look at these rhinos. Now look at these villagers. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> what if we didn't? What if <laughs> What if, what if we were just like, hey, they're like uh, a civilized nation, <laughs> and we good can... joke, Jungle Cruise guy. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know what? I shouldn't do the Jungle Cruise. Fine, fine. Woke Jungle Cruise. Fucking I'll Ron Chernow. Uh, I should mention that this is going to be a short episode this week. Truncated. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. What? Well, like uh, what? Like trunks from uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be truncated. Still they'll love him, a, Greg. They'll do a fusion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> After that. Yeah, he'll come back from the future, and I'll be like, whoa, you got old and hot. Everybody knows there are two fucking Dragon Ball Z characters, Goku and Super Saiyan. You're a fucking nerd. Shut up if there's more than that. No, there's Vegeta. There's uh, Goku's brother, Brawly. Mewtwo. Yeah, obviously there's Gohan. You've got uh, (laughs) Old Sausage Face. You've got Master Roshi, that old perv. (sighs) Oh man! How can you forget Krillin? Lightning dies. Like Krillin dies oh, every nice. time they come up against a new enemy, and they're like, "Fuck, we got to get the Dragon Balls again." Show. Dragon Ball is not based on a comic book, is it? It is. No. It fully shit. is. Yeah, it actually is. But Are it's not live be- action, so okay. Thank you're me. off the hook there. Yeah. But they did make that live action movie, so I think we are reviewing that on this week's episode. Oh no. That, yeah. that was like years ago. No, well, like a week ago, right? No, that came out. Yeah, that came out like last week. What? Yeah. 
And was like it made like eleven million dollars. It's news to me. In the first weekend. <laughs> yeah, I think we made that up. I don't know. I've I've fallen off the Dragon Ball Z train. That was all posing. I'm sorry. I'm not a real <laughs> fan, guys. I can't, I'm sorry. I'm please forgive me. Please no, don't no, hurt that's me. Ba- that's very I'm embarrassing. I'm sorry. Oh, God damn it. I'm Dragon Ball Super. Is that a thing? I don't know. There's a cat person that they fight now. Who fucking knows? Is it a big enough deal where we have to put it on that nerd grill? Like, do we have to ask yeah. new panelists about their attachment to Dragon Ball Z? My brothers uh, were all very sportsers. We grew up across the country. And I I moved there and like okay we can't ask him about football because that'll make us want to hit him so Dragon Ball Z and I'm like this is a dumb show and then they would hit me anyway so well, yeah I think it's nerdy will I be confused if I haven't seen Dragon Ball A through <laughs> Y new life into that joke <laughs> uh, that that is a funny you son jo- of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches that is a funny joke you. but you should watch the original Dragon Ball series before you get into Dragon Ball Z because <laughs> do, really, do you like like 45 minutes every three weeks of somebody having an internal monologue while they're not moving at all wondering if they can or cannot win in this fight that's about to come up that's just that's just anime i've come to realize that a lot of anime is a character standing there like looking very strong maybe getting stronger and thinking like paragraphs to themselves about like what they're gonna do and what the implication is of all all 26 of them i will say that the fourth one where goku gets alopecia is the best dragon ball d i think he (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing i think that was the plot of one of the episodes Also, that time that Goku was just like, I know I'm like a full-grown adult fighting this dude, but I'm going to let my 12-year-old son fight him instead (laughs) and get the absolute shit kicked out of him. That's one of my all-time favorite episodes. You got to teach your kid to swim, you throw him in. Yeah. I know as much about Dragon Ball Z as I used to know about the government. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it piss you off how much you know now? Oh, so much. I don't want to know Wilbur Ross's goddamn name (laughs) and cabinet position. Well, you know what we do know a lot about? Netflix is the Punisher, and that's what we're going to be talking about next in the main event. But before we get to that, a little super serious shishy bullpen. So a couple weeks ago on an episode of Movie of the Year, our Woo! sister Movie podcast. No, a Natural 20s is our sister podcast. Yeah. That's our nephew podcast. Yeah. yeah. Granddaddy like our, podcast. Our tri- like our triplet podcast. That's like our brother podcast. We all sat around. Taylor was not mic'd. So that no. was a bummer. That was bad production. Well, yeah, he was a bad boy that. that morning. But we sat around and drafted movies, and the goal was to get as many Oscar nominations as possible. Gentlemen, they have been announced. And I said throughout the entire show, I can't believe how good Greg and Mike are doing. Taylor, I th- we're going to start with you. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit, all right? Listen, neither Paddington 2 nor Hereditary picked up not a one of the awards, my two favorite and most different movies of the year. Yeah, it's not pick your favorite. It's play the game. They're the system's broken, but the system's the system. The uh, the teams are always set by your first two. That's what you want to knock out as many nominations as possible. Taylor, your first two were Bohemian Rhapsody and Hereditary, which I I didn't think would be that bad. You totaled five there. Yeah. Five for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, th- I didn't do well. And then to round it out. And also, you only picked five when there were six rounds. Well, listen, so I, I wanted. To, I figured I was doing so well that I'd give you guys a handicap. <laughs> you finished up the uh, draft with Paddington 2, A Quiet Place, which got one. Yeah! And Life Size 2, which, believe it or not, got as many nominations as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. It's fucking bullshit, all right? It's rigged, and the Oscars are stupid. So that leaves us with six nominations, and that's the number to beat. Mike, you drafted first round, first pick, the... Tied for the most. The favorite with 10. Yeah, I did. And then yeah. Beale Street. Is that more than six? Yeah, I think you beat Taylor. <laughs> Hold on. Give me give me a chalkboard. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then Beale Street could talk with your second pick, which was three. And that was not a bad pick. That was a bad Oscar. Bad Oscar. Right. Bad. So we're at 13. And then you were able to take what you should have taken because you know the Oscars suck. Green Book in the third round with five. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And then Spider-Man with, did you hope for two? Like, were you thinking that you could get maybe more than one? Yeah, two was the goal. Okay, so you are at 19. Fuck. With two rounds to go. I remember years past. Oh, two rounds to go. Yes. Okay. And then you took Crazy Rich Asians in eighth grade and Oof. double goose-egged. Fat goose-egged. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. That's yeah, because you're bad. It's just, so, it's... 19 for Mike. Shit. Greg, you picked third? Uh, and you were able to get the other big winner of the night, Roma. And then with your next pick, big Black Panther, 17 in the first two rounds. Boom. Feels good. Then the wife only got the one. Yeah. She, it was right. only Glenn Close. I had a rough couple of rounds here. And then Don't Worry. Yeah, he won't get far on foot. Got zero. What is that? Yeah, you asked that on the episode? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember still. Yeah. It was a good movie. It had Jonah Hill and Joaquin Phoenix. And nah, about, you're making stuff up again. It was good. I liked it. I thought Jonah Hill would at least get a nom. So you're at 18, one below Mike. Okay. And you finished up with Mary Queen of Scots, two nominations. And can you ever forgive me? Three nominations in the last round <laughs> oh. for a total of 23. That's Parts. my boy. Yay. And wieners. Man, imagine if I had good picks in those in those two middle rounds. I think they were great picks, Greg. Thanks. You but not a lot of nominations, though. You no, see the, how it no, works, no, right? No, no, no. But he made he great picks. Not. Okay. You, you made he great picks. He picked Life Size 2. He does not get the game. <laughs> yeah. It had the girl who gave Selena Gomez a kidney in it. We've all given Selena Gomez a kidney. And that's not a subplot in the movie? No. That's <laughs> a real thing that That's happened. just a real life thing that happened. I took my first two were A Star Is Born, which was less than ten. It was only eight. I did Idiot. not get the number one, and then First Man with four. And I did not listen to the buzz. Like I should have backed away from First Man. There yeah. was other better movies to pick. It's I, the dumbest thing I've seen you do. <laughs> I thought that I could get all of the techies, and then maybe a couple of big ones. That yeah. did not happen. But then, because the Oscar is so dumb, uh, I got Vice with eight. Yeah, that one that, launched me back, and oh. now I'm at twenty. Mary Poppins oh, Returns got four. Dang. God damn it. Black Klansman got six. Dang. God damn it. And then my final pick, Isle of Dogs, got two. Gave wow. me 32, which is more than Mike and Taylor put together. He's never gotten <laughs> below 30, and it makes me so angry. It's really infuriating. You know what? It's those strong middle rounds, you know, getting something instead of nothing. Yeah. It's because Ryan doesn't have a, <laughs> it's it's Ryan doesn't have a soul or things that he likes, so he doesn't pick things that are from the heart, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's good to win, I guess, but, but you know, there's middle, no heart in it, so it's fine. It's whatever. I don't care. If I can I'm interrupt all of your insults. Uh, <laughs> those middle rounds are the gamble rounds because um, do you go with the one that you know will get two but only two? Or like hereditary, could be six, could be right. zero. That's, you know that one. I truly believed it was either going to get zero or it was going to get ten. Like, I there have was seen no in between. I've seen Hereditary, so I know that it's so good and it deserves the, the awards. It really, it's the best movie I saw this year, and it deserved all the awards. But the Oscars don't like horror movies. A so close it's fine. second is Life Size Two. Yes, <laughs> those two are equal in my eyes. Uh, I was nervous about not winning, mostly because of how we opened the show, and there was a little bit of cockiness going on, and that's not typically my thing. Uh -huh. I don't really dabble in that, um, but I will say that I was nervous throughout the whole show, and based on, if we take like the last three years and look at those stats, next year, I feel like now you guys are getting it, yeah. and next year, this is going to be super close. Do I sound like an asshole here? I'm really trying not to be. Yeah, you're I like the t-ball coach yeah. who's played with the kids. I got kind of close, though, right? I only lost by... Nine. Oh, I lost by nine? Oh. <laughs> but beat Mike by four. <laughs> that, that's a lot. Okay, never mind. Maybe next year I can do okay. Yeah. That was a lot to lose by, though. I think next year <laughs> is going to be the year that Hereditary wins all the awards. So I'm very excited <laughs> for my Hereditary. At a certain point, it's mean that we let him play, right? 
It's not nice anymore. I'm happy about it. That's it for the Oscar draft. But now we're going to move on to our main event, which is talking about the season two premiere of Netflix's The Punisher. Like, I'm going to be really good at this, and you're going to be really bad. Hey, I'm Ryan. This is Mike. Mike, you're here. Mike is here. This is Ryan. Okay, so we're going to do commercials real quick. Starting with our money maker. Our money maker. Do you know what that is when I say it? Of course. No, no, no. Talk normal, bud, please. Right now, just just right now, if you just talk normal, I will give you a juice box as soon as these ads are done. What flavor? I mean, there is no good flavor of Capri Sun. So you can have your pick. Which one turns me into Alex Mack? I think that is Fruit Punch. If do you we want to thought do... she was cute when we were her age, is it weird to still think she was cute? If Fruit Punch or Alex Mack, Al- Alec Mack, Alex Max, I'd lick that Mac. Okay. High five? Uh, if they, no, not at all. If either one of those was a Patreon tier, what would be the thing that you would talk about now? Patreon.com slash your pop filter at three and a half dollars would get you all the nudes, 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 and I mean ramen. We will make ramen and send it to you, you, you for three and a half dollars at your pop filter, patreon.com slash your pop filter. Understand that whatever you say right now is legally true. So I'm when somebody joins a three and a half dollar tier, you're going to send them nude ramen? Nude ramen. No broth, all and noodles. What does nudity have to do with ramen? It's nudes, 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 N-O-O-D-S, N-O-O-D-S, N-O-O-D-S. Okay, so some of us shorten nudity to nudes, you shorten noodles to nudes. What's nudity? <laughs> nudity is what I'm showing you right now. Gross. Okay. Don't like my nipples? Not a fan? I hate the male and the female nipple. Okay, so now I want you to just do this one straight and not bring up Alex Mack. Are you ready? We'll see. Okay, we have an Amazon channel. You could buy for ten ninety five or rent for four ninety five. Ten Things I Hate About You, starring one Alex Mack. Okay. Her name is Larissa Olenek, and she's an actress who does many, many things. Clarissa McLeanick? Nope. You don't have to just add a mick to everything so you find it hot. She's what is your Irish. thing with Irish people? I love the Irish. I don't know why I love redheads. Something about friends. You say Irish. I say Irish. No, I don't like that. That's racist. Oh, that's racist. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is how you could get 10 things I hate about you for cheaper. You walk around town saying, I'm going to fuck the potato out of that girl, but I'm racist. All girls have potatoes up their butts. Okay. My mom taught me. And then the other thing, Mike, is that uh, we have a full, full channel of podcasts. Sort of but with potato in it. All right. Settle down on your Irish love. I wish I was a little bit taller is what you're about to say. I wish I was a baller. <laughs> I wish I had a girl who looked good with potatoes. Yes. No girls look good with potatoes. That's a lie. All girls look good. Girls, carry some potatoes with you wherever Irish, you go. all rabbits wore hats. A rabbit in a hat is a leprechaun. True story. Mike, our Monday podcast is... Movie of the Year, where Greg leads you and I in a head-to-head heated battle. Who could be his best friend while we battle for who wins the best movie of the year? Well, Greg invites two guests. It might be as it might not be. Who could it be? Uh, Our Tuesday is... Once a month, because he's lazy, the first Tuesday of the month is Taylor Talking Taylor, where Taylor talks about Taylors. Have you heard of Thursdays? I've heard of them. The first two letters of Thursday are TH... Throw an E on there. What show do we do? The. Give me a the. <laughs> the. OCD, where you and me talk about the OC. I, I love how, like, nobody cares that we have a show called OCD about uh, 
OC, but we are hardcore pimping the tonight. We love the. That was the best word in the English language. And then Fridays, have you heard of? What's up there? Thank you, Mike, for your help. You're welcome for my help. You were actually a net negative on this segment, but commercials are done. And let's get back to the show. You're Irish. (laughs) This week on The Punisher, Micro doesn't show up as he must be on vacation until episode two, when he will obviously (laughs) show up. Frank tries to lay low in a bar, but he's not good at that and ends up beating people up the way he does, getting into shootouts with gangsters and picks up a new sidekick. The episode ends with Madani visiting Billy in the hospital, who in true Netflix Marvel fashion opens his eyes at the end of the episode. Gentlemen, I ask you this. Is season two maintaining the high watermark of season one, or is Micro the thing holding us in? I don't think it, it's hitting the high watermarks, but it's also not as low as the first season got. I thought there were there were fun things in this episode, and there were dumb things in the episode, but we've seen worse from even The Punisher. And I thought as establishing what the plot line is going to be for the second season, yeah. and Punisher is kind of one of those books that always does have its own little mini adventures that are their own little continuity for a while. This feels very on brand for that. And also you got to realize like where we're at with every, every new show really, but uh, definitely the Netflix shows is that the slowness of this, we will definitely take cause we're mm-hmm. pumped and we're amped yeah. and we're going to watch this. If it's still this pace in episode seven guys, fuck, right. but this one, I, I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Punisher, even season one was slow to begin mm-hmm. and we started, yeah. And we started thinking it was, slow because it was boring but it was actually slow because it was taking its time and doing interesting things do you th- like does it feel to you guys like it's doing that again this season or are they just taking the slow excuse no i, I think they're setting up things uh well i agree with greg is the, the this is the closest straight adaptation we've seen is punisher as a character works when he just robin hoods from town to yeah. town if they didn't if he was still in new york that'd be stupid as hell i don't think this one has the pacing issues I bet it's going to be the next sure. three that are going to yeah. have them. But this one is just like a setting up, setting the table. That's the that's what should happen in this episode. But they're probably going to spin their wheels for the next three, and that's when we'll get frustrated. Well, that's just because the van breaks down, and he's trying to start it up again. <laughs> so it's going to go... And that's when Micro shows up, right? Yeah, Micro the van fixer from season one. Yeah. The like comedic relief. Can I just say one thing about this episode? I don't want to see the Punisher rail. No. What the fuck is wrong with you? There, there was like at least two minutes of sex scene in this, and like, yeah, I don't want that. My problem is he didn't rail. I don't want love making from the Punisher. <laughs> I want some motherfucking punishing. Punish Have a ladder involved for some reason. I just don't want to watch you boning down in minute ten, and then right. like stabbing guys with a broken bottle in the face in minute thirty-five. Stab them with your dick. <laughs> it was. I, it it's was. Dick's tired. I don't know if it worked for me, but it was interesting to fold the first kiss the sex and the post-quoto conversation into just flashing back and forth and back and forth throughout it. It's like, I would be bored with any of these scenes if they were alone. Interesting that you chose to do something with it. It's Soderbergery. Soda burglary? Yeah, yeah. they stole it from Soderberg. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I thought those all worked. And part of the reason that I was never bored in this episode, but will be in the, in the future, is that <laughs> the leaps they made in those three, uh-huh. uh, I was okay with, even though they were leaps. Like the, First of all, the amount of leaps that Frank Castle just does in bed. Like, yeah. He is an acrobatic gentleman. <laughs> but they went from very clear one-night stand, we're strangers, we don't trust anyone, to him saying almost immediately, I will protect you forever, and I will yeah. never bring this to your doorstep. But that I buy that from Frank, and I get that he's a broody flirt. 
Like, he's not going to be light and happy while he flirts. Is that a better real name for him than Frank Castle? Frank Castle the broody flirt. (laughs) Broody flirt. (laughs) But it is weird, like, she matched his, and maybe they're just like, she's also broken, but I've flirted in bars before. Normally, you have fun with it. You're not instantly grieving while you're flirting. (laughs) Well, you flirt like the one guy does about, I'm going to buy you a drink. I don't yeah. want you to drink it in front of me. Light and happy. <laughs> Do what I say, bitch, or else. The other thing, too, that we got in this episode, just as one single hour of TV is, uh, and I guess this is why I love this show or TV in general, is the first 40 minutes, the, what it did with the pacing and the small towniness, and we're going to do something different. And then have a bar fight like I have never seen before. Uh-huh. And those two jammed together, I thought was wonderful. Yeah. Like that bar fight would not have hit as hard if it seemed like for so long we were never gonna have a bar fight. Right. And then shit gets crazy. Every time I go to that kind of bar, that's what I'm hoping for. And it's never there. It's always a shitty country band who refuses to take their sunglasses off, even though it's nighttime. Here's what bothers me about this episode though. Once again, she is clearly the stakes. Like, they fast-forward them being in love uh-huh. so that she can get shot and he can be like, no! <laughs> like, isn't this still just a female character as, like, the battleground or, like, as what is to, to be won or lost? And, yeah, what sucks is Frank, I think, would do all of this without her anyway. The show yeah. is just like, but why would he do it? Because he's the goddamn Punisher! <laughs> it's what he does. The bouncer jumped in. The bouncer had badass fighting moves. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. He and was ju- dumped in for less than minimum wage. Frank <laughs> could do it for yeah. kicks. Uh, the bouncer was amazing. He only gets up from his wings if he's told to, regardless <laughs> of the amount of fighting that's going on. That tracks with all the bouncers I've seen. Uh, can, can wrap a dude around a bar like no other, and then also takes, what, eight bullets before uh-huh. he slow- starts to slow down? That's hard. That, I'm a two-bullet man. <laughs> Maximum. <laughs> I've seen you hold two bullets and pass out. Yeah, because there's a lot of iron in them, and it <laughs> messes up my balance. <laughs> I, I asked I, you guys not to tease me about that, okay? Or hand me bullets. bullets. Why are we handing you bullets? Because well, that's my nickname for a little while. When you guys watched uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, and you're like, oh, yeah, for one movie, Paul Walker had a nickname of Bullet. <laughs> they never bring that up again in the now series. Now we're going to start calling you Miss Balala. I don't know what that means. The Gina Rodriguez movie that came out this weekend? No. I thought no. that was just the Jane the Virgin finale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they put it in the theaters. She went hardcore with the FBI. Miss Balala. Um, the other thing, too, that I really liked about this is I think that my favorite Punisher story of all time, I can't remember who wrote it, but it's it's recent, is where I think Bullseye finds out that the last words that he said to his wife before and his family before they got gunned down was, I'm sorry, because he saw them coming uh-huh. and knew that the only way that he could exist is if they all died, sort of let them die so he could become the Punisher. And I get a little bit of that in this episode. Most people travel from town to town and they're fine, but like Frank will go and find the stuff. Uh-huh. You know, like he is, he, it's impossible for him to make it through a town. And he said, every time he says like, this is just a vacation. I think that he really is a magnet toward that. Otherwise, he's going to think about his problems. Right. And that's the last thing he wants to do. He, he's also sick of seeing that flashback with his wife. So he's trying to move on to a new flashback, like all of us want him to get to. Yeah. I, as a viewer, I could really use no more suddenly, like him waking up in the morning and uh-huh. her getting shot. They've yeah. done that. I've seen that enough. Yeah. I'm good. I, I never want to eat jelly again. <laughs> Because of brains? What is the jelly? Yeah. It just it always splatters against the yeah, wall. Yeah, just like strawberry oh, okay. jelly splatters yeah. on the wall. I'm like, you know what? I got to switch and to blackberry jelly now. Most listeners don't know your routine with preparing for any of the shows we watch is you just you make some sourdough toast, yeah. you slather that layer of butter, of course. and then just pour half a jar of strawberry gel oh, right baby. on top. And that, now you can't. Got to have my halfie. 
my apple jar. It's <laughs> <laughs> so much sugar. How do you guys feel about the this girl who is probably going to be the sidekick for the rest of the season? This one I like much more than Greg. You were talking about the fridging. Uh-huh. I think that sidekick daughter mm-hmm. is a lot less like uh, using females as motivation than shot girlfriend yeah. you know i think this right. is gonna be fun i think she's gonna give us a little bit of uh negasonic teenage warhead from deadpool like popping off telling old man frank why he sucks at things and also it's like what's her story why do these knife fighting ladies want her so bad yeah like what's going on here i, I think that that mystery it makes her compelling because it's like you want to know about her the bartender it's just like you don't want to know about her you want to know about how frank feels about mm-hmm. her right so yeah I, d- I don't feel like this sidekick is like the stakes even though Literally, he's trying to save her. It's like, she's like this huge plot hook. And what a cool original-ish thing they're doing is he's not just trying to save her. He's now pissed at her, and she has to accept his help because he's angry that she made all this also happen because she fucked up. And she doesn't like him either. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, the best partnerships are when people don't really like each other. Oh, wow. That's too close to home. But we don't, <laughs> we don't mind when we smell the manipulation of this person the younger girl getting set up to be a character right we do mind when we can smell the manipulation of this girl's gonna get shot you know yeah and so the younger girl doesn't have any of that Mm -mm. it's when you're watching you're like man they're really trying to prove he loves Uh uh-oh like you are the kid i was also thinking the kid you can see it coming and then when it's like well she got shot but she's probably still alive it's like okay that's maybe slightly better because now we're just gonna have to protect her in the future but at least she's not dead Based on this, how do you guys feel about a potential future of Frank Castle's stepdad? Do you think he'll do okay? <laughs> well, in this episode, yes, but I also remember how he dealt with Micro's kids. So he's a little too intense. So <laughs> like any stepdad, he's going to fuck up. But like any real zaddy, he whips off that belt real quick and he uses it. And Mike m- is very excited for Frank Castle to rail. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not the railing. In the bathroom fight scene, he whips off that yeah. belt. And even the girl with the knife is like, I'm going to pause and find out what you're about to do with that. But Wrapping it around your arm. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Some, of the, some of the other bad guys, though, snicker at his belt weapon mm-hmm. in the way that bad guys always do before they die. Right. Like, yeah. Stop being cocky Never like that. snicker at anything. You know what I said? During that scene, I was like, I, I literally out loud said to myself, they don't know they're fighting the Punisher. <laughs> and I felt so stupid. <laughs> Which, one, that's the best. Two, it's the smartest. You're fighting people with knives. You're going to use your arm. Protect that arm with the belt. That's so smart. It's also like a Roman gladiator move. Yeah, dude. Uh Get the fuck out of the building if somebody is acting like a Roman gladiator. The only second coolest thing you could do is slam somebody's head into a knife a la Joker during Bobby McGee. (laughs) Well, that is all the time we have to talk about The Punisher. Are you guys going to tune in for the rest of the season? Hells yes. Episode two for sure. Yeah, I think I'll give it one more, but there's so much going on right now. My Bailski. All right. Tune in to next week to see if we keep going with tuning into The Punisher. We'll be watching it week by week, so join in with us. Now we're going to move on to the poll list where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Mike and Ryan are here to tell you all the ways you can get in touch with us. Ryan, how would you do that? Oh, man, I feel like that it would be rude of me to interrupt your whole thing that you have going right now. What whole thing? You don't, you don't hear how you sound different? Like you, you sound like that, like a goat who is like halfway in between goat and human, and you just got a radio show. Like some sort of Jim Brewer. <laughs> oh man, do you remember Jim Brewer? Jenny McCarthy. What? Uh, that guy that we're talking about is my favorite person named that since they turned sweat socks from a workout place into a beer. 
I don't like any of that. Contact at yourpopfilter.com. No, no, stop. I'm supposed to do this. Uh, Contact at yourpopfilter.com. That's how you email us. What was the other thing? I, Jim Brewer? Oh, all right. You can give us a call. You can call a robot associate. What's that? One. What's a robot associate? Yes. It's a secretary who is made of gears and whistles. All sorts of gears and whistles? How yeah. do, what does it run on? Uh, electricity and love. I like steam and hate. <laughs> well, that's how the Nazis ran their tanks. Do you want a Nazi tank? Is that steampunk? The Nazis were pretty punk rock. Nobody talks about that enough. And steampunks don't talk about the fact that they're always just singing Nazi songs. Look at their stupid facial hair. They love the Nazis. Wait, hold on. Steampunk is the thing where you just put goggles on your face, but it has nothing to do with music? It's all about goggles, no music. Are there steampunk bands? No swimming. Is there steampunk rock? I tried to make that, and people just threw things at me. I feel like uh, a steampunk rock would be like a boulder with goggles on it. The steampunk rock. <laughs> is that a Ramon song? Basically, yes. You just wrote a Ramon song. It's bad music. You have the least amount of musical talent than anybody I have ever met, and you just wrote a Ramon song. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, the Ramones of the day. If you don't have Ramones of the day to you, if you don't have time. <laughs> hold on, shut up. The Ramones of the day to you. Thank you. Uh-huh. If you, do if you don't have, have a, hold on, stop. Ramones of the day to you. Uh, the Ramones of the day to you. If you don't have time to email or call us, if you had, I don't know, 140 to 200 car- character or less, how would you do that? So you're like a businessman or woman on the go. Ryan, I'm not a businessman. You drive your Mercedes briefcase from court to court saying mm-hmm. business all day. A business all day to you. <laughs> and a Ramon song to you. Thank what you. was the other thing? Twitters. Uh-huh. That's the thing we're saying to each other as a greeting? So- uh, Twitter's to you. Twitter's to you. <laughs> okay, so like we're on Twitter. We're going to do 140 characters. Twitter's back, baby. And Facebook is gone. Facebook dead, baby. We officially are not promoting our Facebook anymore, it's right? It's there. It happens sometimes. We don't use it. Are you down with oh, being so against Facebook that we start a pop filter MySpace? Yes. Seenster kids as MySpacers. Who's in our top eight and... Follow-up question. Does Paul F. Tompkins have eight MySpaces where he can be our entire top eight? Your top eight is Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins fan club. Paul F. Tompkins fan club for real. Unnatural 20s. Greg, because he'd be butthurt if it wasn't. The Boondock Paul F. Tompkins, another thing. And Paul F. Tompkins, another And, of course, all of the Boondock Saints. <laughs> Every single goddamn one of them. Best basketball players in New York City. At your pop filter on tweets. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Okay. So, you did a bad job. For Ryan, I'm Ryan. Back to the show. And a good Ramones for you. Wait, that wasn't even it. Now we're here in the pool. It's the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is The Gifted. This week on The Gifted, Lauren is feeling the call of the darkness of her Von Strucker nature, as well as the call of Andy, heightened by the mental hijinks of the Stepford Cuckoos. And she nearly makes it all the way to the inner circle before being stopped by Papa Strucker. And Eclipse, a.k.a. Hot Hands, <laughs> uses those hot hands to get himself in a fight, leaving him shot and the dude he was fighting dead for sure. Gentlemen, I ask you this. Have I mentioned the three evil mutants on this show who do, like, a choreographed attack? Well, one of those guys was one of the guys who died. So he's oh, gone. No! Yeah. <laughs> what was the attack? What, okay, so, it? like, one of them would sort of, like, point at something and heat it up. And the other one would, would warp it somewhere. And then the third guy would clap his hands together, causing it to explode. And the first time, you're like, oh, cool, team powers. 
And then the second, third, and fourth time, you're like, okay. And then the fifth time, you're like, stop doing that. That's like when you play your sister in Mortal Kombat 1 on Sega Genesis, and she plays Liu Kang and just does the fireball over and over and over again. Great, you learned one move, Amelia. You're being cheesy, Amelia. Stop. Greg Mona Week. Uh, that fight where that guy dies, because now yeah. I won't have to watch that thing. Fuck that guy. Your next show this week is Runaways. This week on The Runaways, the crew is getting pretty tired of Topher, except for Molly, who tells him exactly where he can get more of those power-granting space rocks. But then he gets killed when he tries to mess with the Runaways, or at least it looked like he was killed. He got hit with a flying dumpster and pretty squished, but like, who knows? Robert gets killed after he tried to kill Jonah, or at least I think he got killed. He got hit on the back of the head with a big statue, but with these shows nowadays, who knows? So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Do you think either, both, or neither of these characters died in this episode? Either. Neither. <laughs> neither died, right? Neither. neither. All of these shows constantly want us to think these characters are dying all of the time, and they never do, and I'm so fucking sick of it. Do something else, show. If you get mauled by a bear and bleed to death, your hair gets dyed and you're fine. You walk home, and then you're like, I'm, look, there's these three tiny scars on my Spoiler chest. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I think Robert is most definitely fine. Topher could go away. There's no you. way, because I want him to go away so bad. That's so the thing. So he's the new main character of the show. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to get like the emotional hit of, oh my god, he's dead. And it's like, no, he should be. Because he got a dumpster landed yeah. on him. No, but there's the show, no way. The he's show dead. in season three is going to be na- renamed Topher and Friends, <laughs> and it's just him and Topher Grace. Yeah. <laughs> what I, What I like is that Molly is like a 14 year old pissed at Nico, even though Molly also escalated the fight. Uh-huh. It's just like it's your fault, even though he's the one who threw the dumpster. <laughs> and uh, worst show would have been Nico being like, "Oh no, you're right." Nico's like, "Fuck you! <laughs> I'm going to use my staff when somebody attacks us." Do you guys have moments of the week? Ah, fuck you! <laughs> we got a fast show! Uh, Robert, well, we don't, but we're trying. We're trying real hard. Robert's saying, I'll take care of Jonah, and every other adult looks at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, my superpower is nobody <laughs> estimates me. So, and yeah, maybe he's dead. He still gets cracked in the back of the head by fucking L.A. rich religious ladies. <laughs> Uh, Nico and Carolina start making out, and Carolina turns like to her Lisa Frank version, and she's like, "Is this okay?" And Nico's like, "Yeah," and that's a good. She's moment. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's my moment of the week. Thanks. How everybody. else are we gonna let the rest of the house know we eat each other out? <laughs> uh, Topher is like, you know what? I can't quit, or I, I I do quit, and then Chase throws a dumpster on him, and Chase says, "You can't quit. You're fired. You're a you're dumpster fired." <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good chase line. Did you write that? <laughs> Runaways is on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Runaways is on Hulu all the time. Your next year this week is Supergirl. This week on Supergirl, Colonel Haley is upset after Supergirl responds to a distress call from a Navy ship that turns out to be a deadly alien attack. Haley reclaims the site as DEO territory and demands that Supergirl step aside. When Kara refuses to be told what to do, Haley refocuses her energy on finding out the true identity and begins to interrogate all DEO agents, including Alex. Meanwhile, Brainiac 5 tries to persuade Nia to embrace her superpowers, but she misinterprets his motive. Taste buds, I ask you this. Aren't you sick of tyrants like Colonel Haley telling you what to do in your life? <laughs> I fully am. Supergirl is uh, on the CW on Wednesday nights. You're next to this week is Deadly Class. Um, it, it's the house party episode of Deadly Class, as most of the main cast makes it to the nerd's mansion to destroy his parents' shit. Taste buds, I ask you this. Would you rather have a preacher knockoff or a fight club knockoff? Preacher knockoff. Preacher easily. knockoff. Ten things I hate about you knockoff. Okay, not one of the options. I, and you, can't, you have to stop a- answering that for every question you're asked. That's the truth. By the way, today is the uh, one-year anniversary of the day that I figured out who Julia Stiles is. That's just a me, me milestone. Congratulations, man. Thanks. The star... 
of Take the Last Dance. Yeah, didn't know who she was. I just thought she was like a weird-looking Kirsten Dunst. Um, I will say that the Fight Club stuff is still in full effect, and it's awful. But every time that they tried to do Preacher, it's stuff that we would roll our eyes at with Preacher, but it's actually the best the show is, because I guess it's all that it has to go on. Do you think that the show's going to get better as it goes on, and we're going to be like diehard by season two? It's hard to say, because it's not like a real network. If they heard all of our notes, and the whole nation's, whoever's watched it saying the same thing, but this Fight Club shit, like it's going to keep going, and they're not making fun of the main character enough. Uh, but it is better than last week. Uh, that's that's positive. Do you have a moment of the week? Yeah. Uh, at the party, somebody asked the white trash um, Nazi girl how much it would cost to uh, sleep with a nerd, and she says twenty thousand dollars. And he runs away all sad, but it was just to go get twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deadly glasses on the Sci Fi Network. I think I forgot. Your next show this week is Gotham. What a pro! On this week's episode of Gotham. Haven is blown the fuck up, but doesn't blow up as much as the fucking Gotham zaniness. <laughs> Gordon has full-blown gruff voice. Baby Bats and Alfred are full-blown vigilante partners. Penguin has full-blown armed the GCPD. Victor Saz is thrown into a full-blown kangaroo court. <laughs> Selena full-blown stabs the Joker 15 times. The Riddler full-blown throws an old lady out of the window. And Gordon and Barbara full-blown get back together. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is this Finally, the final seasons of Gotham that we needed and deserved. Yeah, so many kinds of fireworks throughout this episode. I loved it. And even the characters, Barbara and Jim, before they started making out, they shrugged and went, we're all going to die and started <laughs> uh-huh. making out. And I, I bought it. Like I bought the whole kiss. Like, yes. Based on everything that they've been through like and their current situation, come on, guys. Do it. I- I do feel like this episode was like a signal that it's like on mm-hmm. now. They've already, already made like big strides towards getting us to the end state that we saw at the very beginning of the first episode of this season. Right. Them all on the same team fighting at, at a wall. Is My question is, and it's just about the same question for all these fucking shows, Jeremiah stabbed 15 times but not stabbed in the face. Is Jeremiah dead? It's, I think, stabbing once, <laughs> stabbing once, survey says, stabbing once is like, yeah, he's coming back. I was as surprised as Jeremiah that she was like, I'm going to keep stabbing you. As he was dying, you could tell his thought was, this should be more theatrical for my life and this show. If the show really sat on this and it's like, yeah, he's dead because she stabbed him to death, that would be the coolest thing the show's ever done. And they definitely indicated that he was dead because he's just like glassy-eyed looking Uh up i guarantee you fellow citizens he is not dead he's just going they showed him as dead at the end of this episode and then at the beginning of the next one they're going to be like but he's alive actually jerome died and came back but yeah that's the thing is there's a third brother named you know joseph (laughs) art and (laughs) he's now the joker yeah fucking jedediah comes out next (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i uh there was so much of this was everything that I wanted, and if I had to take the first three episodes of this season just to set up the mm-hmm. next like nine roller coaster episodes, I'm in, I'm down. The Jeremiah stabbing and the Riddler being the detective and yeah. the culprit of yes. uh, blowing up Haven, like that's something that they are gonna have to reckon with, and that's great. I like that the Riddler found out him and Lucius both very catty. Who's the smartest man in Gotham? Dick swinging, and the Riddler figured it out. And instead of being like, "Oh fuck." He went, well, I guess that's what I'm doing from now on. <laughs> Sometimes I- life makes your decisions for you. And how about Zaz in this episode? Zaz yes! is back, baby. I yeah. love Zaz. He's always been good at this, but I swear a little bit of his stint on Barry has rubbed off on the actor. It and was, It was a little more Eastern European than Barry, it used to be. He was definitely the like the guy who's very cool He's, and casual. Well, oh, hey, guys, what's up? Was Uptown Hank from yeah, Barry for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have moments of the week? 
uh, in that Zaz scene, cops are coming because they think they found the Haven blower upper, uh, and they're getting shot at. And before we know it, Zaz, although we could sort of tell when we hear this line from off camera, they say, come on down. And he says, uh, I'm pretty cozy up here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. And Zaz is back. And then the very next thing that happens is he pops up and is like, oh, hey, guys, and then puts a rifle up to his shoulder and shoots at them. And that like is what he does the rest of the episode, and it was the best part of this episode. Uh, mine is also going to be a Zaz line, because why not is they when they have him, they're like, if you're innocent, why shoot at a, up a city block full of cops? And he goes, it was full of cops. Yeah. <laughs> we all hate cops. Tied with a uh, Harley Quinn does describe Selena as sidekick coos. And I <laughs> wow. loved that. <laughs> oh. It was hilarious. Gotham's been on Thursday nights on Fox, and it's a great show. You guys should definitely watch it. Your next show this week is The Flash. This week on The Flash, Cicada returns to kill Metas based on inside information, and Sherlock starts to investigate Nora. Flash gets pissed off about how Cicada treated Nora and almost kills the villain, but Nora interrupts him so that Cicada gets away. Cecile uncovers the informant and has him arrested. While having dinner with Iris and Nora, Barry comes up with the idea to appeal to Cicada's heart by trying to cure his niece. Flash is on the CW <laughs> on Tuesday nights. Your next show this week is Black Lightning. I have questions. This week on Black Lightning, the show starts making the case that, hey, maybe Khalil isn't such a bad guy, right? And they lay it on so thick that you're like, oh man, something really bad is definitely going to happen to this character in this episode. And then wouldn't you know it, Khalil gets his spine ripped out by Tobias. And Whoa. you're like, oh, there it is. So gentlemen, I ask you this. Do you ever stop and think, wow, I dedicate a lot of my time to shows where people get their spines ripped out as a dramatic beat? Just in preparation for how often it happens in real life. <laughs> to us though? Do you think it's going to happen to us? The minute one of... These guys tells me you're not that bad of a guy, Ryan. I'm running to you to tell you you're about to get your spine ripped out. Over under on the four of us getting our spines ripped out is two. Yeah. I'll take take (laughs) that under. Okay. Uh, Greg, do you have a moment of the week? (laughs) Guys, let me ask you this. Over would be the better. Khalil gets his spine ripped out. Let's play the game. Do you think Khalil is dead? No, no, no. It's fine. Because when I first learned how to do that, because now I know it was, uh, again, Mortal Kombat. And every single time that happens, that fighter is then ready to fight again in the next uh, yeah. round. So it's totally fine. He's Respawn. Good. I also feel like there's potentially a Drake joke in there that, that he's going uh. from not a, from being in a wheelchair to not in a wheelchair back to being in a wheelchair. But I leave that wheelchair to you at Jimmy. home. Write that into us. Contact at yourpopfilter.com. Back to you, Taylor. Uh, Black Lightning <laughs> is on the CW on Monday nights. Your next show is Arrow. Arrow's back, and Wild Dog can't wait to be back in the Vigilante game. After the noon green arrow, a.k.a. Amiko Queen, a.k.a. Robert Queen's second family is shot, she goes to Renee for help and then spends the rest of the episode telling him she doesn't ever need help from anybody, ever. Meanwhile, Diggle is restarting the Suicide Squad, now dubbed Mission Impossible Ghost Initiative, which pisses Lila <laughs> off. Because it's stupid. <laughs> In the future, Renee has a bad toupee and is mayor of the Glades. Taste buds, I ask you this. As much shit as we've given Arrow for bad villains in the past... Is not having a central villain dragging this season down with a lack of momentum or spending time with the characters enough of a pull? It's always the worst part of the show. <laughs> the this, villain? Yeah, this was fine. Well, I mean, I've heard in shows that I haven't watched or seasons that I haven't watched that Deathstroke was really cool, blah, blah, blah. Just watch season two, you son of a bitch. But after that, <laughs> like, it's all like we cut away to the villain's 22 episode story arc and it sucks. <laughs> Whereas this is an episode full of like things are different and we're gonna handle them and I don't want the bad guy. 
do you know what was awesome and different about this is everybody was separate, but not making it, it wasn't because they're fighting. They all just have different lives. So maybe on a Tuesday, they don't meet up for breakfast uh-huh. and nobody yelled about Ollie about anything. And it was just, he gets a day where him and Felicity are just like, let's be a married couple. But you got to admit uh, that he then, nobody yelled at him and he thought that was weird. So he was like, all right, I'm going to go find my long lost sister because <laughs> she's going to totally yell at me. Well, I'm definitely going to wait till she's talking to our dead father's grave and then I'll reveal myself. Do you guys have moments of the week? Oh, it's uh, future Ray's toupee, Renee's toupee. It was amazing. <laughs> it was, was batshit crazy. And we uh, we don't know if he's good or not, so uh, that's why I think they call him may or may not. And that, that joke uh, holds a special place in my heart because <laughs> two years ago, um, that was the thing where Taylor finally stepped up to me and said, you said that two weeks ago, <laughs> and I fucking hate you. Yeah, I truly hate, I hate that joke. Uh, <laughs> Dig to cover for him and Lila's bullshit tells a government snoop who's snooping on them about the ghost initiative. And later when they're fighting about it, Lila accuses him of being Amanda Waller. It's definitely when you accuse a good friend of being the friend who's not allowed in the group anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> just like them. And they go, <gasps> he looked so hurt. In all the dumb Diggle Lila fights, this is the cattiest and best line that's been there. And we are not above that. We do that to each other yes. all the time. Oh, yeah, I thought for of sure. Several times I've said <laughs> stuff to you guys. That's a very on-brand move by <laughs> us. Uh, Arrow is on the CW on Thursday nights. Your next show this week is Riverdale. <gasps> this week on Riverdale, brought to you by Bumble, Archie isn't dead and <laughs> walks back home to Riverdale to take the SATs. <laughs> Betty's mom gave her money away to the farm who buy a dead nun factory. Betty visits her father in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, the yeah. Gargoyle King is Tallboy, who is dead again now. Penelope Blossom is fucking Hal again. Hiram gets fucking shot. Reggie brings a balloon that says it's a boy to an ICU. FP is the sheriff now, and Archie is an alcoholic. <laughs> Gentlemen, I ask you this. What the fuck just happened? Uh, I watched This week I watched Gotham and Riverdale back-to-back, and not only was it a great two hours, but two shows that I had been down on recently – they're so bad, guys. The only <laughs> thing that I was missing was a Zaz appearance in Riverdale, which would have killed it. <laughs> oh, hi, guys. It's crazy. <laughs> like, this entire half of the season, like, usually this show has taken half seasons, and they sort of model them after something. This half season is very clearly now modeled after the Resident Evil movie franchise, <laughs> because they set up a cliffhanger that is far too huge to ever achieve, and then the first 30 seconds of the next episode, they're just like, nope, never mind. Is Cheryl just backflipping into a bunch of zombies with guns out? <laughs> yes. It's like like the mid season finale was like the city's under quarantine and yeah. they're like well it's not under quarantine anymore <laughs> last episode Archie fucking died he got killed by a bear <laughs> and the first ten seconds is Archie died but not really but not, only on the inside some part of him died and that was the part that the sheriff from that other town was like this guy's dead because really what it meant is spiritually he's dead yeah and like every ginger once their hair turns a different color you just go right back to red because everybody loves a redhead you get that diet as soon as possible did you oh guys, that's how Archie died did you guys think did you guys think that he was gonna keep his normal hair the rest of the time yeah, I thought that I thought it was going to last for a couple episodes, and then he was going to like unveil his red hair at some point. That's what we call a live more New Zealand accent uh-huh. sort of yeah. situation, right? <laughs> or a blink with her contacts in, uh, so she yeah. doesn't have to wear her contacts. But it, this show, it can't hold off for like more than the one episode that it's in. So no. like, he's in it for two scenes with dark hair, and then he's like, all right, back to red, because this show has to move at like an Adderall pace. <laughs> like, and then just the level of like, and this is not bad. What I'm about to say is what makes it brilliant. Um, they're how they because they're high school kids. How like uh, Hiram becoming a literal Doctor Doom villain, 
and the SATs are yeah. coming are of equal weight to high school kids. Those are equal like concerns in this episode of television. After all that Archie's been through, and his dickbag principal, who is awful, an awful yeah. educator, is like, actually, you should be, you should stay back one year. What? No. Well, okay. That is the most egregious okay. thing. But wait, this show makes side. a very strong case that Archie is not just dumb, <laughs> but he is like medically stupid. No, no, like no, Archie, but he killed that part of him. Yeah. He's so dumb. But not only is he medically stupid to the point that he could not read in the second yes. grade, but he also has been in jail for like of like three months. Also missed five weeks because of the quarantine, and he got kill- time to kill by a bear. He's missed half the fucking school. Year. Year. Yeah, you haven't <laughs> taken any of the school. You have to repeat this year. But I still don't like how the principal does it like a villain. Everything he does seems very self-serving and to poke at the kids. He has no, like, he, he doesn't want to help any kids at all. So like, fucking principal. Normal principal. It's the most realistic thing the show does. I think that uh, Jughead is for sure the Gargoyle King. And I think we are in like the. I think this show is now entering the end game of whatever's going on here, and that's why it's like the ridiculousness has been turned up a notch. I don't know. Has it been turned up or turned back? It's I. I like feel back like to this, where we were. I feel like this is the most intense and ridiculous the show has been yet. The end of that first season, though, dude. Like, <laughs> shit was crazy all the time. I I do think that they are trying to recapture that feeling of the first season, but it is like. To the point where they're just like, we'll throw whatever fucking shit at the wall. FP's the sheriff now. Yeah. Am like, I supposed to react to that? <laughs> like, what? I guarantee you, by the like first 10 seconds of the next episode, Hiram's going to be awake and he'll reveal that it was a squib and it was all part of his master plan. <laughs> like, that's where this show is at right now. And I think I'm on board. But the, like the first 10 minutes of every episode is just me sitting in my living room going, what? Yeah. Hermione <laughs> said it was time to like throw the lever to FP, right? Yeah. And he looked at her like, I gotcha. And I thought that they were going to bang out in front of her comatose husband. Uh, right. On the lever. She it just said, said it, it's it, time. It meant that he becomes sheriff. But they still did bang out in front oh, of yeah. her. Right? Yeah. Okay. 100%. And, there and he is... spit his gum out just before. And there must be some other thing, right? That's not just the only thing she was alluding to. It was just like, FP, I know you've always wanted this. <laughs> it's time. Come up to the big leagues, my friend. <laughs> when you say he spit his gum out, you mean right into her mouth. Right, because that's sexy. No, it's that's his move. Like before he banged out Alice Cooper, he looked around and then threw his gum out yeah. of the garden. Won't be needing this gum. moment ever. All right, we. I unfortunately we have to go. So moments of the week, Ryan. Uh, real quick, I want to do our typical um, my wife moment of the week because she hates the show, but she always walks in at some point and oh, yeah. loves the shit out of it for thirty seconds. And this week it was Alice Cooper saying, "Betty, you know my lifelong dream of wanting to become a local news reporter." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't oh, Alice fuck. used to own the newspaper? Yeah. Guys, that's totally my lifelong dream. That I lived for 15 years. Um, and I will uh, throw my... I've got a good one. I wish we talked about it, but I'll just do the one that I can't... I will never get ever, which is Hal. Hal is back, and Hal is talking like Hal. This is the halliest line in the history of Hal. I was the Gargoyle King in the past. That's literally what was means. Like, we know, <laughs> by definition, you, it was in the past. Oh, Greg, moment of the week. All right, uh, Archie has just come to grips with the fact that he's back and dumb. And he walks into the speakeasy, and uh, Veronica's up on stage, and he's like, what is this? And she's like, <laughs> study club. But first, a musical amuse-bouche provided by moi as the Cherylfication of Veronica continues. Oh, and I actually like it. I, Did I you do, think too. She, she was going to do the uh, Betty, no. What's the new Draper wife? Remember that French song? Oh, yeah. The scoochie, scoochie. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, my moment of the week was uh, it was the Bumble fucking ad that happened in the middle. Of right the in the middle where of the Reggie show. sits down and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just on Bumble." Left swipe, left swipe, right swipe. Oh, I got a match. You know, maybe I can't find love. <laughs> Wait, is, in the sh- in a show about Glam Bridget eggs, that's a real app that exists. Yes, yes. that was a commercial for. That it. was a commercial for Bumble. Now, if you have Bumble, like I do, you also sometimes get notifications that pop up. They're like, "Do you want to go tour the Riverdale set?" <laughs> then you should swipe right on oh, Riverdale. Wow. I also have swiped right on the ability to hang out with KJ Appa and rescue <laughs> puppies. So didn't win you, that you're one. You're a moron. What? Okay, wait, one more real quick because we're at the end. Uh, this is a quintessential Riverdale moment. Uh, Archie at Pops doesn't order bourbon because he's tough now. No. He switches from strawberry milkshake <laughs> to root beer, beer float. float. And they're no, like, no, whoa, no, Archie. The bad boy is in town. To show that things have changed. <laughs> all right, those are all the shows that we did this week. Uh, this is a short episode because we are film. We're not filming. We are recording. our Part of a live studio audience. Yes, our end of the year episodes over on the movie of the year feed. So go check out our brother podcast. If you subscribe to this and not that, like, what the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, So go check those out. And we are uh, about to record the TV comedy best of the year bracket. So tune in for that soon. Uh, The albums have just come out. So if you're listening to this right now, go listen to those. And I'll yell about about a whole bunch of stuff. Prepare to get angry. Yeah. (laughs) Or at least listen to anger. Yeah. Prepare to get very furious or hear me get furious. Uh, But that is all the shows that we have next week. We're going to be talking about Deadly Class. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Uh, But... for now. Oh, class like social class, too. I just got oh, that. Yeah. I just got that, everyone. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. And it's not ah. just the normal deadly. It's also like uh, they kill people. So it's oh. also that second deadly. Wait, yeah. what's the normal deadly? What's the nor- <laughs> I just do yeah. a bit with You know, Mike, like my, my buddy deadly. <laughs> uh, that's it. All the show that we have for you. For Greg, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Mike, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, we are the world. And guys, the Arctic Monkeys is a fucking bullshit band, and they're not good. <laughs> That was good. That was worth it. As the last words go. (laughs) That was worth it. We can cut any of that. It's not a a fucking live feed. Instead of repeat it. You fucking go. I know, we can.